interlude over. <laughs> this is probably gonna be a two-parter. <laughs> like it's just oh, weird. crazy. So alright, we collected the beast to, to Godfather and uh where are we at here? Yeah, started collecting. But Cyberloft one. Yeah, Cyberloft one hit. happened. And how did it hit? Um like, I was surprised. Surprised? Yeah, I was surprised. Uh I didn't I was trying to promote it as like to the best of my ability. Um, and this I is the first time you've ever like first time that I put together a show on the scale that it was at in a venue. So I never had like worked with a venue before. I never like booked my own shows or like did anything like this before. Mm -hmm. So like this is my first time doing it. Um, and I did it. I was able to like get in contact with and the you could do it too. You could definitely do it too if you know how to talk to people properly and your money is right. <laughs> Those are gems. You just like, you just salt bait that right there. Like, let, let them know. Um, but yeah, make sure, like, if you're coming to a venue, like, you're coming with, like, money because, like, people. Money you, in if, hand? Not money in hand, but, like, you know, you're able to pay off, like, whatever bill that you have right of course with them or like whatever their floor fee is mm -hmm. uh, the pas and all that yeah yeah stuff. like just for the space you know what i'm saying or like whatever deal it is and like make sure you're organized with what you do like i don't like organizing things but i'm myself i'm organized in my own way and i know how to talk to people right. on a business level um Business skills one on one. Musicians gotta learn it. Yeah, for sure. Gotta learn it. Um, but yeah, with Be the lineup, yeah. I knew that people were gonna come. I knew my friends were gonna come mm -hmm. and they were gonna support. Um, but I didn't know like everyone else that came in Cyberloft that like I ended up meeting or like that got to see artists that they never seen before. Mm -hmm. That was like a big deal like my dad uh had made like fake sad shirts for that night well and we sold like all of them wow out. wow like there's no that was that was like a one of one type situation and we have like we had different colorways at that time we had like the black and white we had um red red um lettering on like a gray shirt wow. the pink shirt with the black lettering the orange shirt with the black lettering so like we had some drip there but like whoever has a fake shirt a fake sad shirt has a fake sad shirt we not making none of those again Ooh. <laughs> that shit hurt to hear not making those again make something else as like you know what i'm saying for the next project or something but or Wow. So, why why I like Cyberloft? When I hear the name, when I hear you explain it, I connect it to like a bunch of shit. We talk on the phone about it. Um, there's this documentary called "We Live in Public," and this was the documentary came out in 1999, or it was shot leading up to 1999 and a little bit after that. So it catalogs this. I guess, internet theorist who basically said that every, you see that everybody has the 15 minutes of fame that uh, 
Andy Warhol said, he's like, no, guess what? That's going to happen to everybody. And that's, I mean, yeah, the, we've been just stacking. People have been seeing this in yeah. the future. So he was just like, no, not only are you going to have 15 minutes of fame, but people are going to be watching each other all the time. Like this was before YouTube. This was before Instagram. This was before a lot of things. We live in public. I'll, I'll probably put the flyer right here. And um, he created this underground bunker into 2000, like into the 2000s. And for the new year, it got raided by the police because they thought it was Jonestown Part 2. So, but ultimately his project was he hooked up a bunch of cameras and everybody was being surveilled and everybody was living in the bunker together. They had all types of shit. They had gun ranges. They had, people were just having sex and kind of just like, you could just tune to different channels and you'll just watch different cameras all around the bunker. And people were just living wild over there you know some people were confessing things and they all slept in kind of like these japanese style like if you there's hotels in japan that are like the honeycombs yeah yeah the capsule yeah. hotels so he had like little capsules on the ground it's a really sick documentary and then after that he also kind of made the first real world so he kind of set up a bunch of cameras and started living with his girlfriend and that kind of put a strain on the relationship as you can imagine when people are not really used to being filmed you know yeah. technology has changed a lot of stuff so now, fast forward to where we are at now, we live in public and we share so much of our lives online and people think that they know who we are based upon minute clips, 15 second clips on the story, you know, yeah. a little tweet, you Thanks. know, and I wouldn't say that they don't have a gist of something that's going on in somebody, but until you're like... I feel like we assume a lot more than like actually knowing things and that's where we're like miscommunicating a lot of the times yeah and i think face to face um hearing the tone of voice the inflections you know taking in that how does this person smell <laughs> like you know like how are they reacting in an environment tells you something and so that's one thing so that like you know we got to be very i think it's still important even though we spend time online and that's great because we don't have a lot of time in this world you know yeah. capitalism i don't really want to blame it on that but you know like we are busy and you know we want to spend more time we're communal humans are we're used to seeing people but we're so segmented it's more like specialization and whatever whatever so um so that's one part that's important what else did i wanted to say i wanted to say i wanted to add another layer to this what, what, what do you got on terms of, like, internet, real-life things? Um, oh, I got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The people that you admire on the internet live on planet Earth. And I think that if you love their work, if you love what they are trying to put out, what they're attempting to be, you showing up and seeing them in person when you got the opportunity, you know, like that's priceless because if you're saying that I connect with this person somewhat, I don't want to like say too much because you know there's crazies out there that yeah. overconnect. But it's just like if I connect and this person resonates with me for some reason, why not go see what it's about, you know? And don't take it too personal if the person's busy or they're preoccupied. You just want to be around, like make sure you introduce yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and I think that the internet has done a great job of letting us know of each other. So now it's like to do the footwork to get closer to the sources because everybody's brilliant. Everybody is like amazing. So 
or not, well, you know, to a certain extent, like the people that you like are doing the things that you like. Go meet them, go touch, go feel, go see. Well, don't do that, but go see. <laughs> consent. Consent. Well, what is it? Is Con- consent is an aphrodisiac. Yeah, consent is an aphrodisiac. Yeah, that's that's that, that was bars from today. Um, yeah, like go and experience these things firsthand on a soul level. You know, like we can only do so much from our the screens of our phone. Yeah. You know, and I think that like, I don't know if I, we said this already in the podcast like earlier in this the first half of the episode, but. Me pulling up, yeah, we could yeah. Talk about me pulling up to your front porch was crazy to me, you know, because I'm just messing around. I'm kale dad online, and like I don't even know what that means yet. I was just fucking around, telling jokes, ha ha ha, like, and um, you answer the door, it's like, yo, it's kale dad, kale dad's here. You're the first person to call me that officially, like, yeah, and that shit bugged me out, kid. Like I was like, who's <laughs> kale dad? Where's kale dad? You know, yeah, like kale dad, right? So that shit like. And that shit kind of like energized me. I'm not gonna lie to you, like that. You invoked a name that I, I that you chose for yourself, right? You know, so that's 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 something different. And then like this thing has spiraled out of control, and now it's Father of the Kale, and it's strange, strange lunch was before all of this, but yeah, man. So and I think that shit is powerful when people are reflecting. So I'm reading this book called The Artist Way. I speak about it a lot. You've heard me talk about it, and. In the back of the book, they talk about artist circles, sacred circles. So, you know, like, don't, it's not about criticism. And I feel like you invoke a lot of these principles already. Like, I've worked with you in the studio before, and I'm just like, dude, you're very awesome, mellow. Like, it's almost like there's no ego here for you. It's just like, yo, we're just flowing, man. Like, you have it down in terms of, like, facilitating a space in which creativity can thrive, you know, and you, it proves with all the people that you, you're able to work with, you know, you're very good on that. Um, the sacred space, <laughs> the sacred space, you know, yeah, just fuck, motherfucker. Yeah, so, like, that's really cool. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Like, so good. it's normal. So, um, I don't know, man. Know what to do with my hands. Have you ever I thought the camera would have added five pounds to my hands. Why is it? <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything to add to the internet? Um. Cyberloft ideas. Well, I met most of my friends at least nowadays on the internet or not even nowadays just like in general i met like most of my friends on the internet like i know people from high school but like the friends that i made aside from that like my first friends were like on tumblr Mm. then like after yeah tumblr is a wild place um then after tumblr like i tapped into ig and like i started meeting people through ig um through Ace Visual originally, and then, like, as Godfather started blowing up, like, I started meeting people through Godfather, and I met, like, some amazing people through Godfather. Kale Dad, for example, I met through Godfather. Um, um, my really... girl and her close homie put me on to you, and it was like, so shout out to Lolly. Shout out to Lolly and Key. And um, also, like, I guess, 
Bless your baby, Lolly. Love. All love. She's pregnant. Oh, shit. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Lolly. I'm, I'm going to have to hit her up now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they both put me on. They're like, look at memes. And I was like, eh, you know, I wasn't really that savvy on IG. I was really more of a Twitter boy. Yeah. And um, podcasting. I was doing a lot of that stuff. And then I'm just like, let me get into this IG stuff. And then these girls were teaching me about memes. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is a whole underworld. <laughs> you, you were really a standout at that time from what I saw. I was like, oh, shit. I would have some fucked up shit on Godfather. Bro, you can't even post on you going fast, boy, because you're shadow banned low-key. Yeah. Fuck. Nah, people, people are just like little babies nowadays. Like, once you get to a certain point, everybody wants you to be like so politically correct and shit and it's like not that like i'm not politically correct and like shit that i say you know what i'm saying or like things that i talk about but it's like a meme is a meme and like my actual like view on something is totally different because a meme is something taken into a new context you give like the meme a new context it doesn't necessarily mean this image right here is, like, and, fucked up. And I would like, say you know just, like, you either have political correctness. Like, political correctness and free speech are in very, are in extreme odds with one another. Like, this is what, what's going on in our society that is, like, fucked up. Where it's, like, the, the need for to become correct is, like, overstomping the ability to express yourself. And like that shit's a tyranny, and we gon, we gon go, we're, we're going to descent into hell. <laughs> like, no! if, like, like, like if we cannot, if we cannot run the simulation that is thought, like thought is a simulation, like ideas, words, conversation, it's a simulation we're running, you know. Word. And if you're if you if you're not capable of doing it, like, like stop. You can't shut other people down for doing it. Because, like, once you start shutting people down from being able to express ideas, don't even attack the attack the argument. Don't attack the person. I don't know. This is a dark hole that we can get into, too. I'm going to just do... I'm going to have to do a whole podcast separate to this because I feel so passionate about it that free speech is very, very important. Like, yeah. like we cannot, like, come... Like, yeah. I don't but know. then it comes to the point where it's, it gets, like, it where... Weird. Yeah, where does free speech, like, become too free? And, like, where does it become, like... Where does it overstep the boundary, basically? But I'm just saying, like, why are you doxing people? Like, why are you getting people fired from their jobs over things? You know? Like, who, who, are, who are these heroes, a.k.a. villains, who are, like, destroying people's lives over things that people are saying online? Yeah, I, I understand. Shit gets heated online. But, like... Yo, you're... you're you're throwing people into a lot, into hell when you lose a job, can't pay your bills. And I understand, oh, for being racist or whatever. Whatever the, the reason is, you know, like, it's kind of crazy, you know? Like, because, like, the ability to try your ideas. And the internet is crazy because people can't respond. I don't know. We might just cut all this other side out because yeah. <laughs> this is too long. All right, man. Thank you. Like, I think we guys... Um... I don't know. Like I said, Cyberloft 2 is coming uh, April 6th, 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. So if you can't stay up and stay out, then I, I would just say to stay home because it's a late one. Um, if you're a vampire of the night, you're a freak, 
a creep in the night. Mm. Um, I would say to pull up, um, real friendly vibes, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm looking to just, like, hang out with everybody and shit, like, perform my set, watch my homies perform their sets, and just enjoy myself there, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a late night thing, so, like, go out, get drunk, you know what I'm saying? It's in the Lower East Side, go get drunk in the Lower East Side, then come party with the Gothfather afterwards. Um, yeah, that's it, that's about it. B-Y-O-B. No, it's not BYOB. No, no, not at the spot. <laughs> not at the spot. Not at the spot. Bring your own bud, though. Is that what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Like, I'm like, no, what? no, not that. My bad. I'm like, yo, Mercury I, Lounge is going to see this, and they're going to be like, this motherfucker like, is Why like, did they walk up yeah. in this bitch with a bottle of Henny? Like, <laughs> what is this? All right, this has been a strange lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>